You're about to listen to the IC News podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Please don't forget, our show can only succeed with your support. Tell your friends. Share the link around on social media. Leave us a rating and a review on whichever platform you're listening on. And while we have your attention, take a second to hit that subscribe button. That way, you'll get a brand new episode each and every Saturday. If you're enjoying the show enough to want to support it, check out the link to our Patreon page. It's at patreon.com slash I see you stories. For just a pound or so a month, you'll get early access to every episode of the show as soon as it's finished, as well as early access to the Monday stories on the I see you Facebook page. You're listening to I see news, the only network bringing you the stories from across the multiverse. After trade talks with the EU fail, Boris Johnson warns the UK that it must get ready for a no-deal Brexit, as apparently microwaving an oven-ready deal is just another task that's far too complicated for him. Amy Coney Barrett refuses to answer questions about her position on abortion, gay marriage, Obamacare or election security during her confirmation hearings for the US Supreme Court, but she did make a lovely entrance on the back of a pale horse. Dominic Cummings has a £30,000 council tax bill written off by Durham Council, after he claims he couldn't read the letters they sent him as he wasn't driving at the time. And finally, Dido Harding's test and trace system records its worst figures yet in terms of contacts traced, but that £12 billion has bought the country a lovely new microwave for Serco's staff room. Maybe Boris could ask to borrow it. Hello and welcome. I'm Sam Gore, and you're listening to IC News, and our three tiers are journalism, facts, and infotainment. Join us as we lay our hand over yours and slice through them with a marital knife of news, before we playfully dab the icing of spin onto your nose and giggle for the photographer. Rethink. Reskill. Reboot. We heard you, and we're coming for you. What the fuck was that? Sorry, everyone, that uh, that sounded like something interrupting our signal, so we'll have to get the technical team on that. Gary, are you trained in cyber? Can you look into that for me, please? What do you mean, what's cyber? Just, just do it, will you? Where were we? Oh, yes, the news. This week saw Boris Johnson dominate the news cycle once more, like a sausage-fingered dom with no respect for the country's safe word. This was supposed to be a week for clarity and simplification, as the numerous and tattered threads of the nation's local lockdown measures were gathered up under the umbrella of a new, easy-to-understand framework. What we got instead was yet another display of sheer incompetence, although credit where it's due to the Prime Minister, he has at least achieved one impossible feat this week by getting Liverpool and Manchester to stand in solidarity with each other. Local leaders have taken to the new measures like a duck to a jet engine, and at the time of recording, Andy Burnham is currently stood on top of the Hilton Tower, windmilling his dick in the direction of Westminster. It's all a bit complicated, but thankfully Tom King is here to spell it all out for us. Greater Manchester, the Liverpool city region and Lancashire are being set up as the canaries in the coal mine for an experimental regional lockdown strategy as an attempt to prevent the expense of what is truly needed. Thanks, Sam. It's been three days since the government introduced its new three-tier coronavirus lockdown system. 
Britain is now officially trapped in the shittiest multi-level escape room of all time, and Boris Johnson is the man in charge of figuring out the clues that will eventually release us all from our collective torment. Just in case you haven't figured out what that means yet, let me spell it out for you. We are fucked. If you've been living under a rock and somehow missed all the news this week, England now has three distinct levels of alert that inform the restrictions imposed on the respective regions living under them. As part of the government's strategy, it's very important that absolutely nobody feels even remotely safe, which is why the alert level starts at medium. All you need to do is visualise a traffic light, but one where the colours are red, redder and Phil Mitchell's cum face. Now, if you were already living under title local lockdown measures, chances are you're now in a high-risk area. If you're in an area that's also experiencing increasing numbers of cases, but you're south of Watford Gap and your local MPs are Tory, you're more than likely now in a medium-risk area. And if you either love or despise Jurgen Klopp, with absolutely no space for nuance between those two positions, congratulations, you're now living in a plague pit and you need to burn everything you own immediately. Now these changes are set against a worrying national backdrop of ever-increasing coronavirus cases and a death rate that is once again starting to creep upwards. This tier system is intended to simplify and replace the absolute mess of confusing local lockdown measures with one easy-to-follow set of national guidelines. The problem is that it's increasingly looking like local measures are either not working at all or they're not working as quickly as the government had hoped. 19 out of the 20 areas currently living under local restrictions are still seeing an exponential increase in the number of confirmed cases with no obvious route out. Now, I don't want to be a pessimist, but that trend does suggest that the only thing shutting down Liverpool completely is going to fix is the level of vaginal dryness in Margaret Thatcher's coffin. The news that these new measures were coming leaked bit by bit over the course of the week as a result of frantic behind-the-scenes negotiations with local leaders who have been seriously pissed off at finding themselves cut out of the government's pandemic planning. In Manchester, over the past few days, Andy Burnham's blood pressure has steadily risen from medium to very high risk. On top of that, as soon as Boris Johnson had finished announcing his new system, the Mayor of Liverpool, Joe Anderson, popped up on the news. He was quick to rubbish Boris's brazen lies that the new measures had been approved with his agreement, insisting instead that he was forced into them in return for support with Liverpool's local test and trade system, and his calls for extra financial support for businesses had been flatly rejected. This local fury at the government's actions might have been muted somewhat by the presentation of clear scientific evidence justifying the new measures. But, just like Margaret Thatcher's corpse after Liverpool won the league, that wasn't coming either. Instead, we got Chris Whitty in the same fucking press conference as Boris's announcement, immediately suggesting that even the most severe end of the government's new restrictions wouldn't do enough to reduce the spread of the virus. Then we found out that Sage had recommended a short and sharp 
circuit break lockdown that closed down everything apart from the schools to suppress the second wave weeks ago, and the government had chosen to completely ignore their expert suggestion. (sighs) The news was an open goal for Labour, and after weeks of tiptoeing around the government's incompetence, Keir Starmer finally decided to volley one home. It was no tears for Keir's, and he was quick to shout, shout, and let it all out. Boris's new measures were the ones he could do without. Calling for the same circuit break the government's scientific advisers had recommended was a win-win for Starmer. Sage are his new Marcus Rashford, and he's once again successfully pinched someone else's suggestion and made it his own. Now, the only thing that's clear after the week we've just had is that, once again, the entire country is suffering as a result of the Conservative Party struggling with its own internal conflict. Boris is yet again trying to contain a mutiny against his own policies from the supposedly libertarian, fuck-the-elderly wing of his own party. The problem is that it's now beyond obvious that Johnson's fudged middle way is just a slow crawl to the exact same economic damage that an earlier circuit break would have caused. In addition, it's led to spiralling death toll that threatens to make a second lockdown inevitable regardless. Even if there is some kind of miracle middle ground between herd immunity and full preventative measures, and the results coming out of local lockdowns appear to be screaming that there isn't, Boris Johnson and his utterly useless cabinet are trying to navigate us to it with a completely broken compass. Without a functional test and trace programme that helps to contain the spread, both public health and the economy are instead slowly circling the drain of complete oblivion. Unless Boris Johnson can pull his head out of his arse and make some genuinely decisive calls, the future looks very bleak indeed. I'm Tom King and I'm going to go and roll a blunt. Hopefully that way I can replace my medium level anxiety with getting very high instead. Reporting for IC News. They are asking us to gamble our residents' jobs, homes and businesses and a large chunk of our economy on a strategy that their own experts tell them might not work. We would never sign up for that. We are one. We are Fatima. We think. We skill. Revolution. Oh, for God's sake. Sorry about that, everyone. Again, I'm... Really not sure what's going on with our broadcast today, but we are working on finding the source of these interruptions. For now, though, let's move on from the entirely depressing pandemic to some lighter news in the form of the looming climate apocalypse. It's taken somewhat of a back burner recently, which is still a burner too many if we actually want to do something about global warming. David Attenborough made headlines in the last few weeks when he called for a curb to excessive capitalism as our best hope of tackling the crisis. We obviously can't afford David Attenborough, but what we can afford is a bad impersonation of him in every possible sense of the word. Our resident naturalist has the keys to the dimensional gate this week, and he's been searching the multiverse for a planet where capitalism has been taken out of human hands. Hello, and welcome. I'm David Schattenbugger, and I'm here on Earth Delta Texaco Binfire 32, a world it's very different to our own. Here, mankind never evolved into the planet's dominant species. 
Without industrialization, there's no global warming, and without human overpopulation, this Earth has also avoided the sort of catastrophic mass extinctions that are currently unfolding back home on Earth Prime. It's a wild, overgrown world, free of the rules of human civilization. Nature here is raw and powerful, red in tooth and claw. A naturalist could probably indulge his wildest and most perverse fantasies here, and nobody but his sound technician would ever know. And who would back home believe, anyway? The award-winning documentary maker, or the man with the microphone, who reckons he saw him finger a capybara? This truly is a remarkable place. But even here, in this lush paradise, nature has lessons to teach us about the flawed way humanity is approaching its stewardship of our home planet. This earth may be devoid of humans, but in their place an uneasy sort of tribalism between its native species has evolved. There are two diverse groups of creatures here, and despite their primitive intelligence, they form two collective and very separate ideologies that are in constant competition. Here, in the suburban jungle and moneyed heartlands, lives the blonde-crested Velocitory. It's a pot-bellied reptilian creature, entirely predatory, and one would think, looking at it, vaguely intelligent. However, they hunt in packs, and the pack hierarchy, for some unknown reason, always defers to the loudest and stupidest of its numbers. Walking on its hind legs, its clawed fists bouncing up and down in front of it as it calls, the Alpha Velocitory commands a baffling level of loyalty from its meeker packmates. Together, they have but one ambition. They are driven entirely by their own ravenous hunger, and left unchecked, they would strip the plains bare. Thankfully, the plains have their own protector. This is the Starmer Lama. It's a quiet, regal mammal, free of the braying pomposity of the Velocitories. In fact, it hardly ever speaks out at all, but when it does, it expects the entire herd to listen. The plains themselves are a veritable hive of activity, Rushing back and forth, frantically gathering all they can before the winter, are thousands upon thousands of proletary rats. Their numbers are so high as to be utterly unfathomable, and they are the beating heart of this planet's ecosystem. The Starmalama has appointed himself as their protector, and he stands tall and proud above their bustling, looking out for intruders. And here they come. Sinking through the grass, having disguised themselves in the skins of their prey, come dozens of hungry velocitories. They move among the throng, killing as they go, devouring not just worker, but produce as well. In their pot bellies they store everything the proletariat rats have worked for. In the chaos, it's time for the Starmalama to act. Action! Action! 
Its call does nothing to dampen the ravenous cruelty of the Velocitori's hunger. As they slink away, younger llamas turn on the big male, praying furiously that he should have done, well, anything. It's a Stama Llama ding-dong, typical of the sort of infighting the planes are always witnessing, even as the corpses pile up among them. For the predators, it was a good hunt. Upon their return home, they regurgitate all they have consumed, vomiting it all out in a stream of meaningless bile. What's truly extraordinary about the Velocitori Society is that for all their hunger, most of their hard work isn't even shared among the pack. All of the produce, everything that thousands upon thousands of proletariats spent their short, brutal lives working towards, is instead vomited directly into the nest of one truly baffling creature. This small, dull-eyed, lost-looking bird is, for reasons that make no sense to this naturalist, the pinnacle of Velocitori society. She is the Dido, and the wealth and hard work of every creature on the plains ends up in her nest, where over the course of mere days it will somehow completely disappear. It is a baffling system. Back home on Earth Prime, even the most basic of food webs are codependent. Only mankind exhibits the sort of rampant consumerism we're seeing here where resources collect at the top, only to vanish into an already feathered nest. This is a blue planet, and frankly, it's about fucking time the proletariats learn to recognize a predator when they see one. I'm David Shattenbugger, and I'm off to find a capybara, reporting for IC News. Here, capy, 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 daddy's got a surprise for you. We will no longer sing to your tune. We will no longer dance for you. We will adapt. We will overcome. We will overthrow. We are Fatima. Oh, bloody hell, this is getting ridiculous. This is a closed set and we're not even going out live. How have you not figured out who's doing this yet? How am I supposed to do a show when we're being constantly interrupted like this? I haven't even got onto Brexit and the absolute shit show we've had on that front yet. We are the beating heart of the nation's culture. Oh, fuck this. I'll find them myself. We are your songs, your stories, your thrills, and your heartbreaks. We are your escape. We are your social life, your mental health, your place to relax after a hard day's work. Where the hell are you? Come on. We are your meeting place, your anniversary meal, your reason to be. We are Fatima. It's coming from in here. We will not be cast aside by a government that places no value on the decades of hard work that we have put into our craft. We are... Alison, what are you doing? Oh, uh, hey, hi, Sam. I'm just getting some air. In the stationery cupboard. Yeah, uh, I like the smell of pencils, what can I say? <laughs> right. 
and you're definitely not using that laptop to patch into the network and criticize the government. Nope, not at all. I'm just catching up on the 13 reasons why. Have you seen it? It's really bad. Like, it's an objectively terrible show. Alison, if you wanted to do a report on the state of the entertainment and hospitality sector, you could have just asked. We're all in the same boat here. Before all this kicked off, I was a stand-up too, remember? I've been hung out to dry by this government in exactly the same way you have. Yeah, right. What's that supposed to mean? Look, Sam, I appreciate that you're trying to make me feel better, but we're not really in the same boat, are we? I'm a circuit headliner, man. I've toured Canada, the Middle East, Singapore, the UK. I've lost thousands in work. There's every chance there won't even be a circuit to go back to. Have you seen some of the groveling statements venues have had to put out in return for financial support? They've been shoved onto their knees to publicly thank the very government that crippled their business in the first place. It's a propaganda horror show, man. And now, after everything I've put into this job, my entire livelihood, everything I've built and worked for after the last decade, hangs in the balance. Yeah, I know. I'm well aware of all that. So surely you kind of see how you and I aren't exactly in the same boat. I'm not sure what you're getting at, Alison. Hey, look, I don't want to make you feel bad. It's just that comparatively, my career, well, it's not a super yacht, but it's reasonably flashy and it gets to a decent speed and it's worth a fair bit of money. Okay. Whereas yours was more like a kayak, isn't it? Look, I don't think we need to get into needless comparisons about... A kayak with a big fucking hole in it. All right. I can't live off of 20% of my former earnings. You, it doesn't make that much of a difference. Because, you know, 20% of nothing is exactly the same as 70% of nothing. All right, look, I admit, bookings-wise, the live side of things over the last few years hasn't been my biggest earner. But I sort of pivoted away from club stuff to online content, and satire's more of a niche, isn't it? Exactly. You're a satirist, and I'm a headliner. Do you know what headliners call satirists, Sam? No. Writers. And believe me, if I ever get on Mock the Week, you'll be the first person I call. There's nothing stopping me getting on Mock the Week, you know? (laughs) Sure, but if by nothing you mean a total lack of stage presence, stilted unconvincing delivery, and an appalling market position as a mid-30s white guy with absolutely no USP. (sighs) Look, this is probably getting a bit too meta and painful. Well, maybe you should try meta. Diversify a bit. You know, it worked for community. Yeah, I'm not sure comparing this to community is going to look all that favourable for us. With your writing? (laughs) Probably not. Maybe season four. Had a real fucking push. Hey, look, I won the 2000... Oh, my God. If you mention the motherfucking Laughing Horse New Act of the Year 2009, one more time, I'm going to actually kill myself. I'm going to buy a gun, and I'm going to blow my brains out in the middle of Ancoats. And you know what? It will still be funnier than that Edinburgh show you did about crypto-fucking-zoology. You, um, you saw that, did you? No, Sam, nobody did. And we're all very grateful for that. Look, it's obvious that you're feeling the same stress that a lot of us working in entertainment and hospitality are feeling. But I'm on your side, all right? 
I promise I'm feeling it too. You're feeling 20% of what I'm feeling. That's your comparable market share of the career I stand to lose right now, and I'm being very fucking generous. Oh, you know what? I'm just going to leave you to it. Enjoy your little robot voice toy, will you? It sounded very convincing. It can't be worse than your David Attenborough impression. <sighs> Careful now, Sam. Don't let them see you cry. I can hear you crying. Maybe take that emotional energy, dude. See if you can turn it into an hour of actual stand-up. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right, you know what? That'll do. If you want to know about Brexit, just go and slam your tits or your penis or whatever body part is really going to hurt in the heaviest door you can find. That's Brexit. That's where we got up to with it this week. I'm calling an end to this broadcast, and I'm going to go and get a CV up on Indeed instead. Here are the headlines that you may have missed. Twitter suspends dozens of fake pro-Trump accounts pretending to be from black voters, saving them from getting retweeted five times in the back by the police. Speaker Sir Lindsay Hoyle bans the sale of alcohol in the House of Commons, after bar staff discover that Matt Hancock is actually just three children in a big coat using a fake ID. A WHO study finds that remdesivir has no significant effect on the survival chances of Covid patients, making it doubly unfair that it somehow worked for Donald Trump. And finally, October sees the UK's wettest day on record, after Tom Hardy stops outside a Zumba studio to bend over and tie his shoelaces. You've been listening to IC News. Thank you and goodbye. You've just been listening to the IC News Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please don't forget to help us spread the word. Only with your support can we reach more people and build a larger audience. Every episode of IC News is written and produced by Sam Gore. Every week we feature guest voices from the UK stand-up circuit. Check out the podcast description to find out who you've been listening to. They're all very funny people, and you should check out their stuff. The IC News main theme is written and performed by Eddie French and the graphic design for the show is by Chunchy.com. Any additional music in the show will always be properly credited in the podcast description, so if you hear something you like, please check that out and support the independent artists who offer their work to shows like ours.